Blog Talk Radio. One hundred? Okay. Hey Adam, can you hear it? I I can hear you now. All right. <laughs> what are what are those uh what are those days, I'll tell you. What one moment. One moment. Okay. Okay, Adam, can you hear me? I can. All right. Well, we're going to start everything all over again. I'm a couple of weeks, and everything goes to hell in the handbasket. Let me tell you what. Uh, first, I thought I didn't turn on my mic, and it turns out my mic's not working. So we had to switch to another avenue. Can you ever just find where I sound like I'm in the, the uh, Millennium Falcon or anything? It, it sounds like you're in a phone booth. <laughs> That's not far from the truth. That's not far from the truth. Did you have a good holiday, sir? Yes, it was It was great. Good to hear. Let me try to make a quick adjustment here. Nothing like, nothing like live uh, on, on, the, on the fly. Trying to make adjustments on the fly. All right, well, as we get regrouped, 
we'll go ahead and take a break, and we'll be right back, and we'll try to restart everything right here on the Balance Radio Network. component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to Geico.com and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike... You know, dance with me, purple cow. I like your mood. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything. Morning face. You get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Right. No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mates. No, they're my eyes. We're moving. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, hey. I've seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle Coffee here? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted, so I don't, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Le Piquet, which of course in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes, but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. 
right, we're going to try this again. First, I thought my microphone was off. Then I turned out the microphone wasn't working. And then we had to make some adjustments. So do I sound better now, Adam? Yes, much. <laughs> Good to hear. I could have, have to do some things the old-fashioned way, some Jimmy rigging. Uh, so let's get right into things. You know, I, I won't go through the opening monologue. But when I in the opening monologue, I introduced you, Adam Jividen, Super Buckeyes fan. Question for you, are you still a Super Buckeyes fan after last night's embarrassing loss to Missouri? And I, and, and I really am shocked. I, I, I kind of thought you would win even, even at that. And I knew that Missouri would play you tough. And I haven't had a ch- chance to talk to my boss at work. He's a big Mizzou person. But, I mean, the offense showed up to throw up. So I hate to be so hard on your boys, but uh, what, what are your thoughts? Now, first of all, how are you feeling? Do you need a support dog? Do we need to get you a, I mean, I'm, a hug? I'm or? fine. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sweating it. I'm not sweating it literally at all. Um, I, it was one of those where even going in, I was like, if we win, cool. If not, okay. I, I just I think a lot of the fan base was probably somewhat similar to me where, you know, you're going, uh, I don't, I, I love, don't get me wrong, I love my Buckeyes, but I am not right now loving the state of college football and what the portal has done and early signing day and all the NIL stuff. Um, you know, when you had Ohio State starting quarterback transfer, after not being promised the job with no competition, after what was a barely above average year at quarterback for Ohio State, and then and then Devin Brown, the backup, gets hurt in the first quarter, and and we're bringing in Lincoln Keenhold, who a year ago was playing quarterback in South Dakota. I mean, it's tough you know that's one of those things where you're going kind of the run the the quarterback room kind of fell apart overnight um which is why I expect Ohio State to go after a transfer portal quarterback a one-year guy um the guy I'm expecting and I've heard is Will Howard the former starter at Kansas State um but then, obviously, Martin Harrison Jr. didn't play, and I don't blame him for not playing. He's arguably the top, the, the best player regardless of position in the draft. Now, because quarterback is a more elevated position than wide receiver, he won't go number one overall. But I, I in my opinion, Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best player in the draft regardless of position. So to play in a bowl game that – is ultimately kind of meaningless. It's not like the Rose Bowl that has a lot of tradition. For Ohio State and the Cotton Bowl, like, okay. Like, we don't – it's not the same amount of, of importance to the program. You go, okay, versus Missouri where this was their Super Bowl. I mean, they haven't had a game this big. Ugh, I can't even remember the last time. And so – you know, when you have a quarterback go down and then as a result, they're just fucking eight dudes at the line of scrimmage every down. We even and I mean there were people going, Well, why didn't they throw screens? They tried. You're talking an eighteen year old kid that is I mean, running for his life because I don't care what you do, when the when the defense doesn't have any worry because the kid is kind of shell shocked, which is frankly what happened. It happens. You know, it's it's one of those things where you just kind of go, you know what, it's college football. I mean, how many times, Tom, have we seen NFL teams this year have to dip down to their third-string quarterback, and that third-string quarterback looks like absolute dog do? So let alone a kid that's 18 playing against a very veteran Missouri defense. I'm not surprised at all. Well, you know, well, I, I totally all the other all the other all the other portal transfers that Ohio State was down. It's not just that they were down their quarterback, not just that they were down Marvin Harrison, but they were down 
their second and third running backs. They were down their number. It, well, last night he would have been our number two receiver in Julian Fleming. He transferred. Like it's just. It, it's it's tough. So I mean the, the 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 team was depleted going into the game. We've seen from Georgia and Florida State, forty players was the count as of two days ago that have opted out of the game. It's just kind of the bowl game is 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 now nothing more than like an exhibition. That's it. There's no for the major programs. There is no value that is seen from playing in a bowl game, and a lot of fans don't get that. Well, now, I will say, is, based Adam. off of what, what happened last night, there are coaching changes that are coming to Columbus, big time. Do you think it would be at the head coach position? No. No, Ryan Day is fine. I, I mean, people that are wanting to say, fire Ryan Day, who are you placing him with? Like, yeah, you got I mean, to replace him like that's stupid. I I think last night Justin Fry, the offensive line coach, was kind of on the bubble. And I think after last night, I think he's gone. I think Parker Fleming, the um, special teams coach, is gone. And I think Corey Dennis, the quarterback coach, is gone. Well, there was a lot of problems. It, you know, I don't disagree with uh, Marvin Harrison Jr.'s opt to not play in the bowl game. Obviously, because he is going to be a top pick in the NFL, you, the last thing you want is to get hurt and, and to, to hurt that stock. So, but I, I guess what my thought would be, if you're Ohio State, you're Ohio State, much is expected from you. If the roles were reversed and it was Missouri and the score was reversed and you won, it was like, okay, that's what was expected to happen because we have the best of the best. And – what it showed me, and I, I, I am completely biased when I say this. It's, it's not like one like, hey, uh, you, I'm, I'm IU and you're Ohio State kind of thing. Not at all. What it shows me is that when the starters are replaced in the roster at Ohio State, there's nothing there. So it's kind of like, hey, we've got a great team. As long as nobody gets hurt, as long as we don't have to pay, play a redshirt freshman, or as long as we don't have well, to I play think, a, a backup. But Tom, I think that's that's college football now. These days mm-hmm. of rosters being loaded are gone because of the transfer portal. If so, kids aren't that. seeing a a clear path to play right now, they're leaving. Like like Tom. Do you know who was supposed to be the quarterback this year for Ohio State if the transfer portal didn't exist? I do not know off the top of my head. <laughs> Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers, the starting quarterback at Texas. Gotcha. He was the so heir apparent to C.J. Stroud and then transferred so back home just, to Texas. Gotcha. So let's just – uh, real quickly, because we want to get into some of these other games today, uh, let's talk about the transfer portal. College football administration leadership, call them what you may, committees, whoever it is, the powers that be that make these rules are not made up of grade school dropouts. They're made up of very, very, very intelligent uh, people. You would think when they put all of this hey, we're going to put this transfer portal together, and this is how it's going to look, this is what it's going to do, this is what it's supposed to do. You would think somebody in the room would stand up on the table, yell and scream and pound the chest and say, holy crap, this is what's going to happen. You're not paying attention to me. That person right now is standing there saying, I told you so, I told you so. Don't you think there was somebody in that room doing that? You would just think the college football committees would know when they created this uh, this transfer portal, this, that, this was the door that they wrote. And for lack of better purposes, this is the portal that they're opening. Yeah, you know, you would think so, but at the same time, I don't know what else you can do. You know, college football said they wanted more parity. Well, you got it. Like, you got as it. A result, as a result, there's really, there's a lot less really good teams 
because everybody's depth is just scattered to the wind. I mean, Tom, I'm telling you, with the number of opt-outs that have happened at both Georgia and State, the game again for them, I, I told you, 40 players, 40. You're talking at least a probably fairly even mix of 20 and 20. Are you still with us, Adam? Adam, are you still with us? Okay. Yeah, yeah. My, we lost my phone you. decided to switch to a different uh, device. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. But what I was saying was when you have Florida State and Georgia and 40 players have opted out, not counting the players for Georgia that entered the portal. What you saw last night was, do you know how many players opted out for Missouri, Tom? I didn't see that there were any. Zero. Do you know how many starters for Missouri transferred or primary backups? Not zero. They lost like four. Four. Because because they were a senior-laden team led by a senior running back, a senior quarterback – and 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 you can and I mean some people believe well you know that's the culture not necessarily it's not necessarily a culture issue because Ohio State is having kids transfer and go to other schools where they can try to get playing time. The the, the years exactly. that we saw so, when when Nick Saban would stack four and five five stars behind each other or Ohio State or Georgia would do the same thing those days are gone because you can't appease. That many, especially with the NIL era, you can't appease a roster of 75 stars. So more than likely, we're going to see more and more teams move to the model like what we're seeing, where once you get past their front-line guys, it's a little, it's a little dicey. And, and you know what it's going to resemble more and more, Tom, is it's going to resemble the NFL this year. Right. Where there's a right. lot more evenness across all of college football, instead of there's like, well, there are those three loaded teams <clears throat> that you could lose a guy, and 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 it keeps on moving. Not the case. So you know, uh, let's we've got to move on to these other games. But uh, by, by far, Jack Sawyer gets the game ball last night. He's the best by, uh, Buckeye. By far all night, the junior defensive end finished with a career high of three sacks and was noticeable on, on just about every play during the, the, probably one of the best games of his career. Would you agree with that assessment? Yeah, he was. that was the best game he's ever played in Scarlet Gray. So an interesting stat that I saw and move on to these other games, but only 21% of Ohio State's plays were even successful gained at least a half of the, of the yards to gain to the first down, a season low. A season low. It, we can blame it on the college portal, okay? It is there. You know, Marvin Harrison, yes, he said, uh, you knew preparing for this game, you knew you've known for at least a week or so that you were going to be playing Missouri. I would think where the disappointment for me as a fan would be an embarrassment to me as a fan is there's no excuses for failure when you're at Ohio State. They've got to figure out a way to make it work with what they got. And they didn't do that. And that stat shows me that not only did they not prepare properly for Missouri, they didn't care whether or not they won or lost against Missouri. They're already focusing on next year. That would be what I, my assessment of last night's game as a fan. Uh, Am I wrong? Am I far off on this? I mean, not necessarily. I, do I think that they were probably focused on on next year? Yeah. Like I don't, I don't feel like that's a stretch. Um, I feel like if you're looking at, um. If you're looking at, and again, I, I think I, it, 
the, the place where I go as a fan I'm angry was the offensive line play, and I put that firmly on Justin Fry, the, court, the offensive line coach, and go, you did not have your unit ready to play. Like, not even close. And then we're making adjustments I hate it when that at happens. all. <laughs> and so I, I go. That's that's where for me, I'm. And then and then from again from a recruiting perspective, he did not perform well from a recruiting front. I I'm ready to move on from Justin Fry and get somebody else. Who's to somebody else? I don't know. I'd have to dig in and look at potential offensive line candidates. All right, well, let's move on to some of these other games before we ring in the new year. Uh, we've got the Peach Bowl today at noon. Uh, Penn State, number 10 Penn State against number 11 Mississippi. Should be a good game. On uh, on, on the one hand, the Nittany Lions are, are, the, are the, the fifth in the major bowls in eight years. It's the fifth in the major bowls in eight years, including the Rose Bowl victory. Uh, but none of those were playoff games. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about this game. Uh, we've got a lot to digest. It's probably going to be one of the better games of today. Uh, but Penn State uh, and uh, number 11, Mississippi, what say you, sir? Um, you know, I, I, I think, personally, I think Ole Miss should win this game. Um, they looked solid as the year went. I, I kind of look at this and go, man, does James Franklin need this game, though? You know, he lost to Ohio State. He lost to Michigan. He loses to them pretty much every year. He needs this bad. And what I'm curious to see is if Drew Aller, with the time off, was able to kind of improve on skills that are there but are very unrefined. Um, If they can put it – if Drew Aller can put it together, I think Penn Penn State could easily win the game. Um, but that's a big, big, big question mark. So right now I'm going to lean towards Ole Miss. I think Lane Kiffin's going to throw the book at him. Um, but, but again, if, if Aller can get it together and play not panicked, like if he can just stay calm, the talent's there. He just has to stay calm, and if he can do that, I think Penn State could win the game. What are your thoughts on uh, Rebels quarterback Jackson Dark? He is, and, and when he teams up with running back Sean Johnson, Duncan, let's say that, they they have the ability to set the table for big things. Uh, what what are your thoughts on, on that pair there? Yeah, I mean, this game? they they definitely they definitely do, uh, and that's and that's why I've got Ole Miss leading leading this game or winning this game more more likely is. I, I have more confidence in Jackson Dart and what Lane Kiffin's doing with him than Drew Aller. Drew Aller has maybe a, probably a higher ceiling, but a much lower floor um, if, if, he, if he plays plays poorly. So, so I think, I'm like I said, I'm leaning towards Ole Miss for that reason is, is the quarterback play alone. Gotcha. So uh, I know we're up against the hour here in uh, – we had some technical difficulties starting the show. Are you able to stay around, or you got to go? Or I, I can probably stay for like fifteen. It's up to you. It's fine. Tony's going to be joining us. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back right here on the Balance Radio Network nine one seven eight eight nine eight five one six is our digit. Stick around. Never get lonely. I got these goals to keep me company. I took the rear view off of this so forward, so I only see him in front of me. Now the past is out of sight and out of mind. Swore I'd change, now I'm back chasing these white lines. I'm just a long head son of a sinner, searching for new. Morning face. You get is when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. 
Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Right. No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got it's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, hey. I've seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted, so, um, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Lekwa Pique, which of course, in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish, in the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes, but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any? You know what, actually, I'm, I'm just gonna order it. They make it fresh and okay. roasted. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. Absolutely, and that's exactly what Adam said. It, it is how college football is today. 
Uh, Adam, I know we only got you for a few more minutes. we got a couple more bowl games to get you today before we get to tomorrow's big games. Uh, so we'll start with you, Adam. The Music City Bowl down in Nashville, Auburn versus Maryland, number two. It's hard to know uh, what to expect from either team. The Tigers were the last team walking off their home field in disbelief after Alabama's miraculous uh, fourth down score that saved the Crimson Tide's playoff quest. Which don't get me started on that rant. Uh, but, uh, Adam, we'll start with you in the Music City Bowl on ABC at 2 o'clock today, sir. Um, I, I've got Auburn strictly because Maryland, I know Maryland's starting quarterback, Koalia Tagovailoa, um, transferred. I know they had a whole stack of other transfers. I, I think it's going to be, you're going to be, if you're a fan of either team, you might be looking down at your roster sheet and going, who is playing? Um, and, and that's kind of, you know, it's it's a kind of the, again the nature of the beast. I I think uh, I think this is one of those games where you're you're going to look down and it could be ugly ten to twelve or it could be thirty eight thirty five. I I don't even know and I wouldn't know who because again the rosters are so different than the ones that ended. Um, on the last game of the regular season with the Bulls, I would the, the really with this one, what I would look at is can Auburn continue to make positive strides under Hugh Freeze? That is what is most the biggest going to be the biggest takeaway from this game is if they can is if they can start to try to develop some momentum as they head towards next year. And, you know, that goes exactly to what Tony was just saying. And, Tony, uh, as, as Adam said, we already know who's going to be playing, who's going to show up. When you look at this game, and I know that you help us a lot on our, our betting aspects of things, when you look at this game, uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts? What are you looking at, Auburn versus Maryland? Yeah, I mean, again, just like was just mentioned, you don't know who's playing. Uh, some of these guys come from deep in the roster. Sometimes it's the backup quarterback. Sometimes it's the second-string quarterback. Um, you know, you look at the odds. I mean, I guess that's kind of a, a little bit of a way to, to figure out maybe who's going to win. I mean, I'm in a bowl pool every year, and it's like, okay, wait a minute. we got to check almost every night who's playing and who's not. Um, looks like Auburn's the, the heavy favorite at, at, at minus 210. Obviously, that's because it's mentioned – uh, Maryland's back to their backup quarterback. You know, it just seems like Auburn, they've been to the Music City Bowl. I believe they blew out Purdue a few years ago. They've been there. They've done this. Uh, they're going to want to get another bowl win. Uh, they're pretty well coached, so give me Auburn. But, yeah, like 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 mentioned, like Adam said, it could be 17-13 or it could be 45-38. You, you just never know anything. You know, the game I'm really excited to watch today uh, is Florida State and Georgia. I, I think this is going to be an exciting game, and, uh, I think if you want a compelling argument to support the playoff expansion, look no further than this matchup that appears to be outstanding on paper, but in reality, it probably feature two teams going through the motions uh, with most of their elite players setting out. Adam, would you agree with that? I mean, I already mentioned it, Tom. They're missing 40 players. <laughs> 40. Not counting portal <laughs> transfers. Like, the, I don't even – I mean – ESPN stumped so hard for Georgia. I don't even know that their guys are going to know who's playing in that game. Um, when you had Florida State starting – sorry, backup quarterback already announced his transfer late last week. You're telling me he went through all of bowl prep and then was like, nah, I'm transferring? So Florida State is now on their third-string quarterback, and the dude only got a week of practice as the number one. This game is going to be, again, either a offensive just disaster or a, a, a high-scoring game because nobody has any clue where assignments are, where they're supposed to be, because you've got a bunch of guys that haven't spent time on the field together. Forty players, 40 opted out of this game, and that was that last check two days ago. That's crazy. Adam, I know we got to let you go. We appreciate you joining us as always. Sorry about the the bumpy start here with us, but what you got going for the new year, sir? I'm just kind of hanging out. Um, I'll uh, be me and the me and the little man, and he's gonna go to bed early, and I'll probably be chilling on my couch with my PlayStation controller. I don't know, something like that. <laughs> I, I tell you what, the days of me going out to bars and staying out until after midnight are so far gone. We always have a good intention. Hey, we'll bring in the new year. 
and around one o'clock we're both waking up. Hey, we better go to bed. <laughs> so that's about that's about how things uh, go with us. Well, Tony, you, you have a I mean Adam, you have a, a great uh, weekend, and we'll we'll talk with you soon. Sounds good. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Tony. Hey, See you, buddy. Thanks, have a good one. Adam Jevenin, super uh, uh, Bucks fan, Browns fan, Cavs fan, and they are. Our college football co-pilot helping us uh, break down. We had to give him some emotional support there uh, at first. Tony, let's jump back into this game real quick uh, with Florida State and Georgia. As as uh, we mentioned, and we, we've mentioned, we could probably insert teams here who's playing, who's not. You know, this is going to be a crazy game, but a lot of people just want to watch it because it's Florida State and and Georgia. What are your thoughts on this? And we'll get into tomorrow's games. Yeah, I mean, both teams travel well. They have a great fan base. But you look at, you know, as mentioned, like, are they going to have enough players? Like, what what exactly are they looking for? How, what, how's it going to go down? Is this going to be a blowout? Is this going to be a game where, you know, Georgia comes out and they they put a licking down? I mean, it's a 21-point spread. It's, that's the biggest bowl spread of the season. They're minus fourteen hundred on the money line, twenty-one point favorites. Um, yeah, it's just it's just crazy, you know. Florida State, you go from man, we, we we did everything that we needed to do. Yes, our quarterback went down. We did everything we needed to do to get to the college football playoff, and and, and some would say that they got they got snubbed. Uh, and then now all of a sudden, you know, players are transferring, moving in different directions. Um, as Adam mentioned, you know. You got a quarterback that he, the last month he's going through. You know, you assume he's going through the practice. He's going through, you know, what to expect. And then, oh, by by the way, I'm done. I'm out of here. So, um, this one might be a, a great chance for you to get your uh, mid afternoon nap in right around 4:30 because it could be 14 to nothing really quick. Well, let's look into this uh, college football uh, playoff schedule. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Rose Bowl out in Pasadena, California. Uh, taking place at 5 o'clock tomorrow on ESPN. What are your thoughts on the Rose Bowl? Yeah, um, you know, obviously I think what first comes to mind is, is the traditions that the Rose Bowl brings. I think it's always fun with the parade and and, and just, you know, you, you, you kind of miss Keith Jackson coming out and saying, you know, you're, you're, you're looking live or um, be a, a good game. I think Alabama has a lot to prove. I think they can beat Michigan. Michigan's a team that seems like they get there, but they never get over that hump. Um, it'll be interesting. I think Alabama's got a big-time chip on their shoulder. They've got everybody healthy. They want to win. They want to get to that national championship game. Uh, and it would just it just seems like it would be, um, I don't know if it's poetic justice, but you know Alabama, a team that people thought shouldn't have got in and that Florida State should have. Um, but I think they have a chance to win in, in at the Rose Bowl against Michigan, so we'll see what happens. Let's talk a little bit about just the overlying shadow of this game of both teams. Like you said, a lot of people think Alabama should have never gotten in there, so they should never even have the opportunity to be playing for a championship. And then, of course, you've got Michigan Jim Harbaugh and the whole scandal going on around there. It feels like either one of these teams that win, if they win, I should say, if they win the national championship, there's that shadow on they should have never been there to play that game to begin with. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, Milroy, uh, the quarterback for Alabama, he's great. He's he's uh, he's got a lot to prove. He's got a chip on his shoulder. And then on the other side, Michigan. This is a team I saw a few weeks ago just destroy Iowa. JJ McCarthy, you know, when he's asked to throw it, he's about as accurate as it gets. Two hundred and thirteen for two hundred and eighty-seven, uh, nineteen touchdowns and four interceptions, over twenty-six hundred yards. Um, you know, Michigan. Obviously, what's been seen is the best team of the year. I just I don't know how good the Big Ten is. Obviously, Ohio State didn't play a lot of their players. Michigan beat Ohio State didn't play a lot in their in their bowl games, um, and they lost. Uh, Penn State plays later today. Maryland plays later today. Rutgers won their bowl game. Um, Iowa still to play. Wisconsin still to play in their bowl games. Um, we just we don't know how big the Big Ten or how good the Big Ten is. Um, and we're, you know, we we saw Northwestern win the Las Vegas Bowl last Saturday. Uh, this is a Northwestern team that didn't play Michigan. I mean, you look at Michigan's schedule um, this season, and it just it, it, it's a bit concerning as the number one team in the country on who they play. Um, you know, you really weren't tested at all. Minnesota, not a good team. IU, not a good team. Michigan State, not a good team. Purdue, not a good team. 
their biggest test came against Ohio State, obviously the number two team in the country, and they went to Penn State and won. So they have two really good wins. You look at the other teams that are in this college football championship. Alabama, obviously a really, really tough schedule. Kentucky just won their bowl game. Um, you know, yesterday we saw we saw Kentucky win their bowl – or excuse me, we saw Kentucky lose to Clemson in a very close game. Um, Bama lost to Texas. They beat Ole Miss, who we'll see later on today. Uh, they maybe they were they just they've been tested a lot. You know, they they beat Georgia, they beat Auburn, they beat number fourteen LSU, they beat number seventeen Tennessee. So I just think Alabama is a little bit more battle tested than Michigan, and I, that's why I give them the slight advantage. And you look at the other side, you know, Washington, very 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 great, very fun offense to watch. Michael Penix, former IU standout. Um, you know, the Pac-12 say what you want about them, but. Um, Washington did exactly what they needed to do. They they won and it, they won games. They won games. You know, with with, the, with big margins. They beat Oregon twice. They went to Oregon State, who was ranked in the top ten. They beat Utah, um, and everybody's kind of doubted them. Everybody's doubted Washington. Everybody said, oh, they don't. You know, they're not as good. It's, it's a Pac-12 team. But just watch this Washington team is going to come out and beat Texas, and I think that they're going to have a chance to play Bama in a national championship, and it should be a good fight. You know, I would love to see Washington and Michael Penix uh, get to the, the championship. They're the ones who have my, my vote for the whole thing. Uh, so hopefully that happens. Uh, so are, are you saying your pick also is Washington and Alabama in the national championship? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it would it would, it would would just it, – it seems like those are the teams that are hot right now. Those are the teams that um, can beat you in many ways. And, you know, Michigan, they run the football well. If you take that away, I think that – uh, you know, Bama's going to have a great chance. So I think Bama wins it in a close one, and I think Texas and Washington get into a shootout, and Washington's offense is just way too good. Well, you know, I would love to see that. I would like, even if Alabama wins, uh, not that I would be a big fan of that because the haters are going to hate. So I guess I'm an Alabama hater, and that's a strong word. Uh, so I'm okay with that. I think my biggest problem will be if Michigan gets there and Michigan wins. And that's just for so many different levels. Let's talk about a little bit more why we got a few more minutes with you here. Let's talk about uh, the rest of the New Year's Day uh, bowls to start with the Fiesta Bowl, and that's Oregon versus Liberty, which is where our friend Adam uh, is an alum uh, from, the Liberty, so he's rooting for Liberty. Uh, but this is going to be a good game, Oregon versus Liberty. This is one of the games that I feel like the committee got right, uh, the Fiesta Bowl. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it seems like every year uh, a smaller type of school like Liberty gets a chance to go out and and compete. Um, this kind of started back in the in the 2000s when when Boise kind of got that chance. Boise was the team that you know people kind of fell in love with, and and they got hot and ended up winning the the Fiesta Bowl. And uh, we've seen some other teams uh, over the last ten or so years uh, with the opportunity to do so as well. Should be a good one. Uh, looking forward to it. Oregon's got a great offense. Can you know Liberty's going to be motivated. This is the biggest bowl game that that school's ever played in. Their basketball team is ranked in the top 25 right now. Uh, so for those people that don't know the Liberty Flames, uh, it's, it's, it's a good time for Liberty Athletics to check in on them. They'll get up for this game. We'll see if Oregon does as well. And, uh, you know, we've we, we got some cash to give out, Tom. We've got, we've got, a, we've got uh, in the fans' place, we've got contests going on. Looking forward to seeing, uh, seeing how you do in that. Pick some bowl games and see what happens. I love but, it. Like you said, these uh, these games are tough, man. I, I think Liberty's going to give Oregon all, all all they bargain for, and you know you got to ask yourself a team like Oregon, who maybe thought that they could beat Washington and were a shoe, and people, all the experts, every expert said Oregon will beat Washington in the Pac-12 championship game, and they're in, and they didn't do that. So we'll see if Oregon decides to get up for this Fiesta Bowl and, and play well, or you know because we, we know that Liberty playing their best bowl game of all time is going to going to get up for this one and be ready. You know, we've talked about all the games, the New Year's Six uh, Bowl games in the show today, but we did not get a chance to talk with you about Penn State and Ole Miss. Adam and I kind of agree that the the needle swings toward Ole Miss. Uh, They've got a strong uh, quarterback running back uh, pair up. They're uh, Penn State, though, still good uh, appearance and uh, representation from the Big Ten. Uh, What are your thoughts on uh, Penn State and Ole Miss? Yeah, it should be an exciting game. You know, these are two storied programs. Uh, Penn State uh, was top ten at, at a few points this season, um, and you know, just a good team. Ole Miss. You got Lane Kiffin. You got a really good. Uh, you got a really good uh, core there. You got you got a good offensive line. It's this this will be one of those games one in the trenches. So um, interesting to see what they decide to do. 
um, with this one. But I think I think this is another one of those bowl games that, as you mentioned, the committee got right. Let me ask you this. Are we getting to the point in college football where bowl games are nothing more than an opportunity for a sponsorship? I mean, you know, some people could say that there's too many of them, um, but it's easy to say that, and then you you turn in, you know, a random bowl. I mean, the Pop-Tarts Bowl the other night was probably one of the best marketed bowls, and everybody was sharing the the, the Pop-Tarts. So, um, you know, if ESPN wants to sell them and they want to add a few more bowl games, they can do that. And if they're going to add more bowl games, we need one here at Indy. Well, the the uh, if, if there was any representation, uh, Lindsay, talk about the Pop Tarts Bowl for a moment, if you will. The hotel bar was full of of uh, people, all of, ready to go to North Carolina. Every 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 sweater I saw in the hotel we were staying in was uh, North Carolina State. On the plane was with North Carolina State. So my guess is that was just a disappointing loss uh, in the Pop Tarts Bowl. And I say that because I was right there in the middle of it all. Didn't go to the game, obviously, but uh, it was uh, definitely leaned toward North Carolina State. Uh, the Wolfpack, uh, from what I've seen while I was in Orlando. Every restaurant, every place, everybody in North Carolina. Uh, what, are your, yep. what were your thoughts on that game? Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, I thought both teams played hard. North Carolina State kind of made a little bit of a comeback, and then Kansas State finished them off. Uh, you know, Orlando, great place, bunch of bowls going on down there. You have the Outback Bowl, which is over in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Citrus Bowl, the – uh, there was one other bowl there. It used to be the Camping World Bowl. I think now it's the Pop-Tarts Bowl. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure you saw a lot of uh, a lot of bowl fans in the area down there. Oh, yeah. You know, you mentioned Tampa. It just We timed it poorly coming back from Clearwater, and we got stuck on Ford. If you're familiar with Ford, it's the worst place to drive in the world. Coming out of Tampa yeah. at rush hour, dude, we were only supposed to be on I-4. I'm not kidding you. Six miles. It took us two and a half hours to drive six miles. Tampa needs to do something about their infrastructure. That's funny. City, nothing against Tampa, but man, don't don't try to drive through traffic there, dude. I mean, it, it was not moving. And I thought, is there construction? Is there a wreck? Nope. It just disappeared. <laughs> have you ever driven through? Have you ever driven through Tampa? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I have. Um, I haven't done it. Yeah, I, I, and I, we drove from Orlando to Clearwater one time, and that seemed like it took forever as well. Yeah, that's what we, that's exactly what we did. We, we, Winter Haven, but yeah. All right, buddy. Well, we appreciate you. Any, what are your big plans for to bring in the 2024? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't think I'm going to get too crazy tomorrow. I'm just going to try to have some fun with some friends and, uh, you know, have a clear, yeah. clear vision through 2024. And all we can do is keep growing, keep having some fun. What's your New Year's resolution? I get so many. Um, they don't even need to. <laughs> eat, eat, eat less Taco Bell. How about that? There you go. There you go. Well, I think everybody wants to ha- have a be healthier and make more money and all that good stuff, so I'll, I'll jump on that train. Tony, where can people find your work and master, please, yes, sir? Yeah, check out the Fans Place app uh, or wherever you get your, your, your apps at, Google Play Store, um, Apple. Check them out. We got a lot of cool contests coming up. We'll get you some squares uh, settled tonight, and we'll we'll have some fun over the next couple of days watching some college football. And go Colts! I like and rest it. in peace, Field of Fairn. Uh, yes, yes. I, I'm sorry I didn't bring that up. Thank you. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm hoping to take some money from you this weekend, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. You enjoy the rest of your weekend. All right, Tony. Thanks. Have a good day. See ya. Yeah, thank you, Tony, for bringing that up with Gilda Fair. We get caught up in the in the college football. Yes, uh, that that was sad news that that came down, uh, and we'll get down to all that up on social media. You know what? Twenty twenty three. We look back on it and we're like, where did this year go? We do that every year, don't we? Because it's just a you know it's the same amount of time, but just like at the end of the year, it's like, oh, okay. We're going to do what we did last year. We're going to reflect on what we did and what, what are we going to do better next year. And we, uh, you know, uh, there's, a, there's an old saying that says the definition of insanity is to keep doing the same things over and over again, hoping for a different outcome. And so I'm hoping, and I and knock on wood here, I'm hoping not to uh, be a part of that cycle going into 2024. And, you know, a lot of times what we try to do is we try to do, put together a best of, 
show. We didn't get an opportunity to do that this year. But, you know, it, it's been, as we look back on, you know, our coverage of racing and college basketball, college football, NFL, what have you. And, of course, we haven't forgot about the NFL. Uh, Ed's taking some time off for the holidays. We'll get back into the NFL, you know, uh, just in time uh, for the playoffs. So don't, don't, don't worry about that. Don't let your hearts be weary about that. Uh, but we, we do a lot of stuff. We, we do a lot of stuff on social media. We appreciate you being a part of it. Uh, we grow every year, and you're the reason that we do that. So if you're listening to us on the podcast, which a lot of you do, uh, just go ahead and hit like wherever you're listening to us at, uh, whether that be Stitcher uh, or TuneIn or uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever it might be, or even right here on Blog Talk Radio, our facilitator. We thank them. Uh, but uh, just uh, hit like so that we know how awesome you are. I mean, come on. We know how awesome we are. Make sure you follow us on the social media, uh, on the X, uh, formerly known as Twitter, uh, at T-Balance. And then on Facebook, just search The Balance. And there's always some good, fresh material up there uh, for you. We try to be biased, but it doesn't always work for us around here. We just just have to see how the cookie crumbles uh, there. We do this thing called The Balance every Saturday morning. We've been doing it for many years now. Uh, We have a great team assembled. I appreciate all of the, the regulars on my team here, Steve Wilson of SpeedwayDigest.com, uh, certainly our foremost NASCAR authority, uh, our official NASCAR contributor. Obviously, he's in the offseason. Ed Kratz, beat writer for the beat, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com. Tony Donahue of the uh, Fans Place and the Tony D Podcast. Adam Jividen, uh our right-hand man, Swiss Army Knife, and we can count on him for anything at any time uh he's with the show mostly throughout the whole year but he's definitely our college football uh, co-pilot uh and he's a super bucks fan super uh buckeyes fan browns fan guardians super fan Cavs super duper fan uh super dad awesome guy uh he he overcommitted when he said he was going to write on our website and i meant to call him out today but we're going to let him go into the new year we're going to hopefully have more than one post this year in, in, in Jimmy's Den on our website, which is uh, awesome. Check it out. We are growing, so we might need to put a sign up that says, pardon our mess, as, as we grow to give you a better experience. Uh, but uh, it's uh, go to our website, thebalancedsportscast.com. Uh, I think that's what it is. I'm so sorry. No, Balance Sportscast, yes, balancesportscast.com. My brain is fried. You take two weeks off and see what happens. And we were down in Florida this past week. You know, anytime you go to Florida, it's great. But man, as I just talked about, the driving to Tampa, the rain. I get that. But, you know, it was, it was, it was good. Good time with family. Uh, spending some time with Melissa's family. I appreciate Melissa, our social media director. Keeps the show together. Let's all appreciate you, the fan. Thank you for being a part of us and allowing us to be a part of you. My name's Tom Arquist, El Presidente. And, you know, that that nickname has been... uh, So we're going to go out. We're going to remember Jimmy Buffett. I was at Florida this week, so... Uh, Margaritaville, cheers to you, 2024. Let's make it happen, y'all. Nibbling on sponge cake, watching the sun bake. All of those tourists covered with oil. On my front porch swing Smell those shrimp there
stayed here all season Nothing to show but this brand new tattoo 